Hi, this is Michael Soto. And I'm Sam Garman. You're listening to Transform, the podcast where we explore the stories and experiences of folks who are transgender beyond the transition. One, two, three, four. What did your mom say? What is your real name? How about those drugs that you take? And does your voice change? How come you don't feel ashamed? What kind of love do you make? But you don't care about my answer Your questions ignore me Let me tell you a story Hello, hello. It is good to be back in your ears today. Uh, Today we are talking about something that Michael and I spend a lot of time talking about uh, as friends, Um, but we figured we would add you to the conversation as well. (laughs) So today we're talking about self-care. Um, we're talking about what it is, uh, how we go about it as individuals, um, and then talking about uh, sort of some tips on how you can do self-care in an ally moment that's all about self-care um, as an ally. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think the the first question is, why the heck would we talk about self-care on a podcast about trans lives and experiences? Well, I think why we're talking about it is because trans folks are often facing uh, discrimination, right? Facing Mm -hmm. challenges in the world um, in a way that can make life feel claustrophobic, like it's too much, right? It can just make life feel overwhelming. Um, And so self-care is a really critical part of being trans, actually, Uh, making sure that how we're surviving all of this is a regular part of our practice, not just, you know, just not, not just getting through, but actually being healthy, whole human beings, um, as trans people. Absolutely. And I think that, I mean, really at, in every day, there are moments where we're confronted by our transness and our difference. Um, and sometimes that's just a, like a noticing like, Oh, I'm different than all the people around me. Um, sometimes it feels like scary, Um, sometimes it is maddening to have some issue that you're like just coming up against. I sometimes have those issues at work where someone will contact me about something that's happening for them. And I'm like, God, it like, (laughs) why cannot, why can we just not get this right? Right. Um, and so like at, at really any, in, in any day, whether, whether there's something big and scary happening in the world Uh or not, any day can sometimes feel just like there's some crappy thing that we are experiencing just because we're trans yeah absolutely i mean it feels uh constant right now especially in this administration because it feels like literally every week there is something big um that affects all trans people in this country um through policy changes through administrative changes through erasing guidance about us from different uh departments uh, all of that Uh, yeah it just feels constant not even then factoring in the individual moments, right? That happen mm-hmm. in our own lives and our own families and our own workplaces. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's a really critical topic, I think for uh, getting through this particular time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think for trans folks, like any marginalized community, there are, you know, we are confronted with that a lot. Yeah. Um, and so self-care is a part of how we um, make it through. Yeah, and I think as a part of that, when I think of not just individualized individual lives, but 
the trans sort of movement, right? Mm-hmm. Self-care is actually a critical part of that movement. Yeah, right? absolutely. Uh, Audre Lorde, a feminist poet, right, wrote, we were never meant to survive. Um, yeah. And there's a lot that's true about that for people of color, for trans folks, for women, right, for marginalized people in this society. Mm-hmm. It's built to actually shorten our lives in a lot of ways. Yeah. And so self-care in some ways can be a revolutionary act, right? Yeah. An act of liberation uh, for yourself and for our community. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So that's why we're talking about self-care. Self-care. Yep. Um, But so maybe the next question is, well, what the heck is Uh, self-care? Because I feel like uh, there's a lot of discussion of self-care in the world. Yeah. And not all of it seems like actually reasonable. Absolutely. Um, and a lot of it feels unattainable for people that don't have a lot of privilege in life. Yeah, super classist. Very classist and uh, very white, to be honest, in a lot of ways. So mm-hmm. uh, so if you uh, are not, if you don't have access to wealth and are not white, often self-care can feel like something that doesn't pertain to you because of this sort of consumer image, right, yep. of buying self-care. But I think if you aren't white and you don't have wealth, actually self-care pertains to you even more. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I think that maybe we can talk about kind of what self-care is to us. Yeah. I mean, I think there are a lot of definitions out there, but. Yeah, I think, I think that's a good next step. We can, we can have that conversation. Yeah. So Sam, what does self-care mean to you? Um, I think, well, for me, it's, it's about, um, finding a way for myself to be able to unplug from the stuff that is feeling overwhelming mm, um, yeah. and recharge Definitely. And, and, and be ready to go again. Can you give a, so how do you do that in your life? Um, well, the, my, my best self-care method, if I mm-hmm. could do it every day, I totally would is yeah. to hike Nice by myself. Hmm. Right on. With as few other people on the trail as possible. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> um, if the and there's a, I have an app that tells me about trails, and if it doesn't really? say lightly trafficked, you I am go. not going on that that trail. Like, really? Yeah. People are like, "Oh, have you done Peralta and Superstition <laughs> Mountains?" And I'm like, "There are a lot of people doing Peralta, <laughs> so no." So Sam does not do Peralta. So Sam does not do Peralta. <laughs> like, if it's a trail you have heard of, I mm-hmm. do not do it. Nice. <laughs> What is it about hiking that is self-care for you? Um, it gives me it gives me opportunity to really think and process things. Uh-huh. Um, it engages me back with my body, which is oftentimes uh-huh. important to me. Yep. Um, and I, the outdoors is really grounding for me. So there's, I mean, I think it, I go to church every week, um, but it, this is, hiking for me is something that feels exceptionally spiritual. Uh-huh. Um, nice. There's something about that that's very spiritual. Yeah. yeah. How about you? Uh, self-care, you know, for me, self-care is really about um, not just the practice of something that I do, like working out. That's definitely like a self-care thing for me or reading. Um, it's really about creating my life in a way that allows me to sort of live my fullest life and not have to uh, make compromises that feel like they aren't in line with my values mm. uh, or with who I am. Um, and so when I stopped working for other people and started consulting, that mm-hmm. might've been like the biggest self-care move I ever made in my whole life. Yeah. Um, because 
I no longer let my career or my daily work, because we spend as adults an enormous amount of time working, you know? And so for me, when I was working for people that were trying to do something that sounded like social justice, but actually was more like exploiting people um, or holding up a, a framework and systems that continue to harm and exploit mm-hmm. people. Um, that just didn't feel true to like who I am and what I wanted to do. And it actually felt like furthering things that are against my values. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so when I chose to, uh, to step away from that <laughs> and to start sort of defining my own path, mm-hmm. um, I think that was maybe the best self-care decision that I've ever made in my life. Yeah. It's certainly a scary one, right? Because when you're a consultant, like you don't just have a regular income. Yeah. You have to really hustle right, for your income yeah. um, and for your livelihood. Um, but that also meant that I got to choose the work that I did. Um, and fortunately enough, there was more, there's more than enough work to do in this world. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I found that really rewarding um and it also allowed me to create my own livelihood in a way that felt values aligned. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah. Um, I love the idea of creating a life that you don't have to take a vacation from. Yes. Um, and it feels really outside of my own personal values to get up at 5 a.m. Yeah. Um, but I live with a tiny person who <laughs> demands that of me. Um, and it's he is very cute. True. Um, but he wants to be up in, early in the morning. And so there are like, I think there are some blockades to that and so for yeah. me i've had to figure out how to like how to bake in my self-care yeah around things that i know really are are going to be hard in my everyday life yeah. so like i still work for the man right um boy do i work for the man um but <laughs> and and i have a child that wakes up at 5 a.m so yeah. like i those are sort of the framework that i have to play within right and so i figure out ways to do self-care that is consistent enough that it's that it still feels like I have a life that I don't want to run away from. Right. So it's, yeah. you know, I think it's, I think it would be easy to hear you say that and be like, well, you don't understand the, sure. this thing and that thing. Sure. Um, but I think the bottom line idea is that it's something that's baked into the stuff that we do consistently instead of being like, right. I'm about to lose my mind. Oh, right. I need to do some self care right now. Right. There are times when that's true. Yeah. Um, when even now they're like, Oh, I'm going to lose my mind. I need to do some self care right now. Yeah, absolutely. But that, but that we've, if you lay a foundation for that stuff consistently in your life, then it doesn't feel like you're going to reach the end of your rope all the time. Right. Well, and it's not that it like that making choices that are values aligned makes your life like, like all rainbows and unicorns, right? Like, you know, like yet you have a little person who wakes you up at 5am also, I think probably part of creating the life that you don't want to escape from is being a dad. Yeah. So there, you know, like there are both the sort of challenging in the moment things and the choice to be a dad that yeah. affirms your life overall. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like, it's not that there aren't going to be challenging days or days that are just awful or moments where you're like, mm-hmm. man, this is not the way I want to do this. <laughs> and this is not how I want to like live my daily life. But Doing overall, data entry does not align with my values. Totally. I, oh my God. I'm the worst person for data entry. Or like many of those small detail things still have to do them. Yep. I don't get to opt out of them. Yep. But overall, right, I get yep. to make choices that are more in line with the life that I want to live in the life in this life and mm-hmm. the impact I want to have in the world, yeah. right? Whether that's in my career, in my personal life. Um so yeah, so I, I don't know. My my thing with self care is kind of like 
zooming out a little bit and mm-hmm. like looking at sort of what are the, how do I create this life? Not that isn't stressful sometimes or that isn't hard. Yeah. None of that. Cause it is, you know, but that overall meets sort of these bigger needs in my life. Um, and that helped me get to a place that feels, uh, like the path that I want to walk on. Right. Yeah. Whatever that is. And I think Absolutely. everybody can do that, you know, like yeah. certainly in different ways. Yeah. Uh, but I think we all should do those things or have the opportunity to do those things in yeah. life. And I think the other thing is like, it's not a sign of weakness to do self care. Yeah. Um, I think sometimes it feels like I should be able to, I should be able to go at 150 degrees tour. Like I should be able to go at 150 miles an hour all the time uh-huh. towards justice. And this <laughs> yeah, should no. be my drive. Like I should get up in the morning fired up about the thing that I care about so much. And right. I, and, and then if I have to stop and yeah. take a minute and like discharge some of that energy, right. that that is viewed as a sign of weakness. And Which I just, not. it's yeah. just not like yeah. nobody can go at 150 miles per hour forever. Right. Absolutely. Whether that, that thing that is motivating you is something around social justice or your children, right? Like you, you're going to have to take a break at some point. Mm-hmm. You have to do things for you that make you a healthy person no matter what, right? Whether yep. you're taking care of kids or parents, whether you're really motivated by your career or motivated by ideas and social justice, like whatever that is, you have to build in ways to be a whole and healthy person yep. or else you're not going to be good at any of those things, yep. right? And you're not going to have a long sustainable impact on whatever those things that are important to you in life. Yeah. Yeah. It's absolutely true. I I had, um, I heard an interview on a podcast and now I'm going to, I'm going to yeah. forget who the interview was with. Okay. Um, but she was saying that in order to, part of her self care was uh-huh. to identify the things she's like, she wrote a list of things like, here are things that I feel like I need to have done something towards this uh-huh. every day in order to feel like I'm living my best life. Oh, wow. And some of those things were, you know, social justice oriented. Sure. So they're like, she's like, I need to do something she was a black woman. She said, I need to do something to support black people every day. Nice. Like that was a part of Like she, she couldn't go to bed without that, yeah. but that that helped her identify what things she said no to. Yes, absolutely. Um, and, and I think that's a, that's a part of self care is identifying like, what are my things? What are the things that I say yes to? Yeah. Um, and then what are the things that don't fall within that grid? Yeah. And therefore they're not my things. Exactly. Yeah. They're, they should be somebody's things. They're good things, important things. Sure. They're just not my things. Right. Which is like totally fair in life, right? Yeah. Like you don't have to do everything to feel like you're living your best life, right? Do the things that, that you want to say yes to, mm-hmm. whether that's your job, your family, your community, your faith, whatever it is, do those things. Yeah. And, and you don't have to do the things you don't want to say yes to. <laughs> that's really critical. Um, I think also, I think of when I'm thinking of self care, I think of, uh, an author, uh, Virginia Grice, who she's actually doing a residency here at ASU, uh, this year. Um, and she wrote a book, a manifesto really called your self care is killing me. Um, and it is yes. an incredible read. I recommend it to everyone. Um, one of the things that she starts it with, um, and actually I did a writing workshop with her and how she started that workshop where it was that she asked everyone to make a list of all of the things that are killing you. 
and it's fascinating. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful exercise. Um, and it's a really good way, I think, to identify not the things that are positive in your life, but maybe aren't your thing, you know, right mm-hmm. now at this time in your life, but the things that you actively need to cut from your life. Because mm-hmm. I think that's a really big part of self-care yeah. is saying no to the things that are harming you as much to the greatest extent that you can, right? There are yeah. certainly things in our lives that we don't have the choice to opt out of, right? That are mm-hmm. happening, happening systemically or um, happen without our control. But there are also things that we can um, choose to distance ourselves from at least to some extent. And so the, whether it's the things we say no to or uh-huh. the things we say yes to, or the things that we actively do to, to keep, to, to do self-care yeah um the bottom line is that if we don't prioritize it yep. we will not be able to keep going absolutely and if we don't believe that we're worthy as people of creating that life right that that is best for us in any particular time yeah then we don't get to keep doing this thing called life yeah oh. you you can't stay you can't stay on top of it and engaged in like and consistently doing the work 100% of the time. Like there just has to be sometimes that you go out and have dinner with your friends and you yeah. don't talk about the work. Absolutely. Um, you don't talk about being marginalized or being hurt. Like you just, yeah. like there has to be sometimes that you, whatever it is uh-huh. um, where you, where you don't, you just don't have to be that a hundred percent of the time. I think we've talked a lot about how there are there's a overarching narrative about self care, yeah. um, and it usually is very um, soft focus uh-huh. uh, with like a maybe like some sort of a track of music that's sort of uh, arrhythmic playing in the background, right. and there's someone doing really beautiful yoga, <laughs> um, or they're getting a massage in a pristine white room with hot stones. Um, you know, or frolicking on a beach somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Um, and for some people, that is within reach. Right. No question. Right. And for some people, it's not within reach. And yeah. so if the vision of self-care is, you know, it that that level where you're going to go to the, the expensive spa all day right. and just get pampered, if that's all you view self-care as, then the idea that we would talk about like, hey – self-care is a priority and you should really prioritize it. You know, right. there's some, there's going to be some people listening who are like, uh, that's actually not a thing I can do. Yeah. So, uh, we're going to talk about what self-care can look like. That is not those things. Exactly. Um, so I think one of the first things for me is developing healthy personal boundaries. Yo, get you some boundaries. Seriously. Boundaries are really critical in life. Really great. Yes. You cannot buy them at Costco. That's true, which is perhaps unfortunate. It'd be easier that way. But Boy, do I love Costco. <laughs> I do love Costco as yeah. well. Boundaries aren't there. They um, don't make them there. They don't. And also, almost nobody at Costco has any boundaries. They're just always <laughs> running into each other. It's very cramped, and it's way too many people. It's way too people for me at Costco. That's fair. Um, I like to go at night. That's why. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, avoid you know, the people. You know when the best time to go to Costco is? When? During the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, I believe that. <laughs> yeah, because there's no people there. It's really delightful. That sounds um, amazing. We have gotten off topic. We have. That's okay. That's okay. That could be uh, a self-care boundary you need to go to Costco, right? Yes. No people. No people. Yeah. Yes. Um, so boundaries. How do you... Do you have any uh, 
experience, Sam. I know. I mean, we talk about one of your favorite authors quite frequently. Yes. Uh, and boundaries. Yes. Um, yeah, I think that. So one of the things is that we actually build trust with one another. Like it's it seems counterintuitive, mm-hmm. but trust is actually developed when there is the presence of good boundaries. So true. Um, which is sort of a wild thing to think about. <laughs> Um, but I think that, um, boundaries are one way where, where we can set ourselves up for success. Like, I know that if I don't go to bed at a reasonable time, I am not useful to the world. Yeah. Um, because of the aforementioned early rising. Indeed. Um, and so I don't answer my text messages in the middle of the night. Like I don't wake up and check text messages. Like I don't keep my phone on. It doesn't make noise. And so if... I mean, you know this because yep. you are a night owl Indeed. and you frequently text me in the middle of the night. <laughs> but I only do that because I know you're not looking at it. Because this. you know I don't look. Exactly. Like we've had a conversation. Yes. So you know that if you text me or send me a Facebook uh, message. You'll look at the, it in the morning. That that yeah. I'm not. And, and then yeah. I look at the morning and I respond <laughs> exactly. at 530 when you are not like you're I'm hours asleep. from being exactly. awake. Yes. But because we've had that conversation, we yeah. know like. Yeah. For me, it's a boundary that I'm not going to check my phone. Totally. But because we've had the conversation, you know that I'm not disturbed by the fact that you send the message. Yes. Um, and then I'll get back to you when I get back to you. Exactly. But exactly. You know, it's that's a part of my boundary structure. Like yeah. I, I, it's also a boundary. Like I don't take other people hiking with me. Yeah. This causes consternation for some people. <laughs> really? Uh, yes. Oh no. Yeah. Um, but the reality is that. It is, it is a very, there are very, very rare instances where mm. I will hike with other people. Sure. But if I do that, it's actually not about hiking for me. Then it's about socializing. Like yeah. we might as we could be having drinks or eating dinner at that point. Like as yeah. far as it's just I'm an activity to, you're doing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it, that's at that point it ceases being self-care really yeah. in, in that way. Right. Right. In so the, way the hiking normally is and mm-hmm. it's socializing self-care possibly, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. So those are some boundaries. And anytime, you know, as relationships shift and uh-huh. as my, the, like the demands on my time shift, I have to shift the way that I do boundaries and I have to be thoughtful about making sure that I'm still meeting those needs because yeah. I'm a, I'm an introvert uh-huh. where that like, and this is a thing about self-care that uh-huh. it's so personalized. Yes. There are some people that they, what they need for self-care is to be around all of the people. And Ooh. that sounds like a special little circle of hell just for me. Uh-huh. Um, and so for me, boundaries are really important to keeping my, that my access to my introvert space yeah. where I can have that time to recharge and feel healthy the next day. Yeah, I mean, I think really knowing sort of what your needs are around recharging is really critical, you know. So for me, uh, a boundary that I have for anyone that has ever lived with me, you know this, and people that have not lived with me that you would know, um, I don't like to talk to people when I need space to myself. And I need a lot of, like, alone time and quiet time. And so the morning in particular is a time where I'm just like, please just don't talk to me at all. Like, just... Mm -hmm. Unless you need something from me. If you need something from me, if there's something happening that I need to be aware of, okay. But if it's at all possible, yes, maybe just give me like 30 minutes to 45 minutes where there's just not talking at me or to me. Yeah. That would be awesome. That's yeah. one of my favorite things is like just space to just be. Yep. 
yeah. chatting in the morning. Oh, it's the worst. Yeah. It's the worst. My tiny alarm clock loves to chat in the oh, morning. Oh, fun. Just wakes up uh-huh. chattering. Yes. Uh, I have a, a delightful and happy mother in the morning who likes to sing mm. and sing in conversation. It has my whole life. She used to wake me up singing my whole life. I love her to death. I am a totally different kind of morning person. And so that has always been a challenging point of contention between us. They're like, I just need quiet. Yeah. Oh my God. That sounds. It, she is Your delightful. Is delightful She's in delightful. so many ways. She's amazing. She's so loving and sweet she and kind. She's the best. Mom, I love you. You're amazing. Everyone oh. loves you. For me, that is a challenge because oh. that's just not how I'm mourning. It's just not how I'm mourning. Yep. And it doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with how she mornings. Just a different it's morning. A, that's need. a different way to morning. It is. Yep. It's a different way to morning. Yes. Whew. All right. So boundaries. <laughs> boundaries are good. Get you some boundaries. It's an important part of self-care. Uh, and I think sometimes just checking out. Yeah. Sometimes dude. just being able to to check out and and not. Yes. Just not do it. Nope. Just none of those things. Yeah. How do you like to check out, Michael? Uh, one of my favorite ways to check out is audiobooks. Man, I love listening to books. It's good. I don't. I don't know why I like it so much, but I love it. So much fun, especially like audiobooks and a drive somewhere. Mm. I'm way into that. Yeah, I'm like driving up to Prescott, drive up to Sedona. You know, just like audiobook and a drive and me. Best time ever. Love All right. that. Good. How about you, Sam? Um, it, I feel like. Audiobooks is like a much more highbrow answer, but I'm like, it's not. I'm like Netflix. Oh well, yes, of course. Yeah, like yeah, just TV that is yes. just ridiculous. Yeah, just it's super super absurd, silly. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, have you watched The Good Place? I do watch oh, The Good Place. So good for that. Yeah. So good. Yeah, it's yeah. good. Yeah. Um, just and. It really, I also really love TV dramas that are just sort of absurd where you're like, yes. well, this would never happen. That person has an arrow through their head. That yeah. would never happen. Um, and <laughs> and then I don't have to, like, it's not, I don't know anyone who's ever had an arrow through their head. Right. So, okay. Love you, it. Like, this doesn't have anything to do with me. Totally. Totally removed. What is? What are some of your favorites in that genre? Oh, man. Um, I really do love Grey's Anatomy. Me too. I got back into Grey's Anatomy. It's so good. I watch it every week. Yeah. I'm not going to yeah. lie. Yeah. Um, um, I also really like This Is Us. Yeah. Because also, like, I don't cry a lot. And it's I tend to only cry when I, like, observe. It's very weird, I know. But, like, when I watch a movie or mm-hmm. a show that's like, will make me cry, that's when I can pretty reliably <laughs> you know, yeah. count on <laughs> to have an emotional moment. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty solid. Um, I also like How to Get Away with Murder. I like. Oh, yeah. I I really almost like it more when they have gone like <laughs> just off the just deep end. off the deep end. <laughs> yeah. and just like this, there's nothing about this that resembles any sort of potential reality. <laughs> this is not how lawyers do. <laughs> like, <laughs> like this is so fictional, but also I love it because of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So those kind of things, I I tend to yeah, I tend to get into that definitely. Um, another way to self care, uh, for, for some folks is working out, yeah, moving your body. Yep. Right. Um, how have you experienced that? And 
you were talking about hiking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I actually really got into running when nice. I was, when I was early in my transition, yeah. I realized that I had spent 35 years completely disconnected from my body uh-huh. and like actively trying to disconnect from my body yeah. and that I like, I would, I spent all my time in my head. Uh-huh. Um, and so then I was, when your head runs away from you, you, there's like nothing to ground you. Yeah. Um, and so I started running really consistently. Um, and I was never a runner. I was like, if you see me running, you should run too. Um, (laughs) 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 and so then I started running and I had to like embrace that change, but it made a huge difference for me to be able to sort of like check back into the world and out of my head. Um, and it was, it continues to be really great for me. I do not run as much as I uh, wish I did. Mm-hmm. That's a that maybe is a good maybe New Year's resolution. I like it to yeah. to run more. Nice, yeah. Right on running. That's something I have never been able to get into. Uh, I love lifting weights. That's mm-hmm. like my workout of choice and something that just like allows me to feel like totally like spent, like quiets all of the noise in my head. Mm-hmm just allows my body me and my my mind and my body to just completely be exhausted together um, and i really enjoy that about it yeah that's yeah. awesome yeah. well plus if you lift a lot of weights and you get to drink a lot of protein shakes <laughs> and call people bro that's oh is that is that one of my life goals yeah yeah oh, okay. did you not know i didn't know, did you I, not wasn't, know? I wasn't aware okay <laughs> well i'll do that better now <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and the other another one is um, we we refer to it around here as peopling. <laughs> um, <laughs> so people with people that you actually care about, yes, um, and who care about you. So spend your spend your time as you can yeah. with people that are good to you, yeah. and that you are good to them, and that you have healthy and meaningful relationships with. Absolutely, um, I I think there's. You know, so the converse of that is it's okay to cut out people that are not that in your life, yes. right? People who cause you pain or harm, you know, people who um, maybe a lot of the messages you've grown up with have told you you have to have in your life. Mm-hmm. If they're actually not good for you and if they're causing harm in your life, it's okay to not people with them. Yeah. It's okay to say, you know what, at this time I need to have some distance, some space, and you can choose to create community with other people. Yeah. Yeah. Even if you are related to those people? Yes. Even perhaps especially if you're related to those yeah. people. Yeah. Even if you've known those people your whole life. Yep. Um, even if people have told you you should uh, be ashamed of your desire to yep. not be in relationship with them. Exactly. Um, like, it is okay. Yeah. And and it is healthy for you yes. to say, you know, you're, you're not actually helping me in my life and I need to, I need to spend some time away. Yeah. And hopefully that'll be a good uh, opportunity for that person to consider perhaps the impact they're having on other people. Um, you know, just in all transparency, I've had moments like that, you know, where when I was younger, I was kind of a jerk and, uh, was really, 
uh, sort of in a self-righteous space and took out sort of a lot of the harm that I felt had been done to me on other people. Mm. Um, and it was actually really useful um, and really helpful in my life for people to draw some boundaries <laughs> and to be like, you know, actually like whether it's some random dude in a class being like, Hey, you know, I know I was like kind of an ass, but you weren't asked to, and you really impeded my ability to potentially engage in this class, you know, um, or someone in that's more sort of intimately involved in my life. Um, I think that was, those were some of the most useful times to allow me to reevaluate who I wanted to be in the world, um, and make some significant changes that that won't always happen. Certainly, but let's hope that it will. Yeah. And I think that the other thing, I think that there's fear in that is like, if I cut ties with my family because Uh they're toxic to me, that like I lose them forever. Right. And the reality is that it doesn't have to be forever. Exactly. Um, It can be a step back. It can be an opportunity to reevaluate. It can, it can be a year. It could be 10 months. It could be 10 years. And, and just because you've had to step back or just because you've drawn a line there doesn't mean that that's forever. Exactly. Exactly. And sometimes like that allows, your personal growth, it allows their personal growth, and it allows you to come together again later at a he- in a healthier way. Hopefully. Yeah. 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 And you're worth having people around who treat you well. Absolutely. You you are worth that. You're yeah. worthy of a, of a support system that values you. Yeah. And if you don't have that, then you're worth getting it. Exactly. Yeah. And, and the work of acquiring that in your life will increase... Not only your ability to self-care, but the quality of your life significantly. For sure. Yeah. For sure. So also another way to self-care is by, um, and sort of bleeding over from the last bit, um, choosing yourself and choosing uh, your community of people or choosing your family, right? Like, I think something that Sam and I both love about the queer community is um, we do community and family a little differently, right? Mm -hmm. Where for a lot of us, we've had to choose people that yep. we want to make up our family. Um, when our families of birth perhaps have not been the most supportive people in our lives. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, when you allow sort of the people in your life and the community in your life to be defined by how good they are for you, mm-hmm. that can be a really healthy thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that the idea of chosen family, like it's yeah. like, you don't actually need blood right. to no. make a family at all. Um, and sometimes that chosen family actually turns out to be the folks that you can really count on the most. Absolutely. I mean, I have, I have people in my life who I view as absolutely unquestionably family yeah. who were not in any way related. Yeah. Um, and yet the, the strength of our commitment to one another um, is much stronger than even birth could have made it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think uh, I am uh, sort of particularly uh, guilty of or prone to not develop strong. Have I don't have super strong relationships with my family of birth. Mm-hmm. Um, they're part of my life in peripheral ways, but my core family is really made up of the people who choose to be in my life on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I could probably ask most of the people that I am biologically related to or genetically related to in some way and say, uh, what do I do? Right. Like, or even ask if they ask me what they did, we may not be able to ask, answer that question, mm-hmm. right. In a substantive way. Um, but all the people who 
I've made sort of a chosen family with, um, we can answer those questions for each other. Right. Yeah. And we show up for each other in ways yeah. um, that make us family. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I think that really an important thing to acknowledge about self-care is that um, sometimes people of privilege uh-huh. uh, utilize the term self-care yeah. as a way to say like, I'm not engaging. Right. Um, like I'm just not engaging in the world in the places where things seem hard or where I'm hearing things I don't like. Yeah. Um, and that's actually not what self-care is. Uh-huh. So self-care is not about checking out to the point where you just don't engage. Yeah. Um, self-care is about making sure that you are bringing your whole self uh-huh. to engagement with exactly. the world. Yeah. Um, and sometimes you have to check out temporarily to do that. Sure. Um, and sometimes it's, you know, it's a time to say like, I'm not going to read the news for the next two days. Absolutely. Like, that yeah. would be an appropriate way of self-care. But like, I don't read the news because it's hard to read the news. That's not self-care. Yeah. That's checking out and not engaging. Yeah. Um, and that's what that doesn't do is actually help us all move forward. Exactly. I think similarly, like if uh, I have seen this pattern in uh, white folks, a fair amount of, I don't want to talk about race and whiteness because it Mm. makes me uncomfortable. And so my self care is then to not engage in any right sort of discussion or reading or understanding of uh, racial inequity and injustice in our world. Um, And that's not self care, right? That's actually choosing to actively participate in a system that harms other people instead of, examining how you fit into that and what you can do to change it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, uh, I heard, I heard someone say that, uh, there's no learning without discomfort. So true. Like if you only listen to things you're comfortable with, Uh then you'll actually never learn anything new. Right. Um, and some of the most uncomfortable and painful learning of my life has been around race. Absolutely. Um, and it is like having to confront my, whiteness and my uh-huh. the way that i was raised in whiteness and my lack of understanding yeah um around racial injustice yeah. has been that has continued to be really hard work yeah um and it's some of the most important work of my life absolutely it has it has changed the way i view the world yeah. in really deep and meaningful ways and yeah. so if i had just said like this is uncomfortable i'm not going to engage with it um I couldn't be a parent to my children in the way that I am. Absolutely. Um, And I couldn't be present for the work of creating a future that is better for everyone without understanding it. Yeah. Um, And sometimes it, it, sometimes it makes me less fun because uh, your joke that's racist isn't funny anymore. Yeah. And I'm Um, not going to laugh. And I'm not going to laugh. It's not funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But, and so that's been, that part has been really uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, and it's been incredibly important. And so um, calling, checking out of things that are uncomfortable, self-care, yeah. that doesn't actually, that doesn't work. And that's that not what self-care is. It's not. If, if discomfort is your only sort of indicator, right, for when you need to self-care, then I think you need to create a more robust understanding and sort of self-indicators for when you need self-care, yeah. right? Because yeah. um, learning in and of itself and being uncomfortable in that process can also be an act of self-care. Yeah. 
We include an ally moment in every episode because we know that there are lots of you listening who aren't trans, uh, but you're listening because there's probably someone in your life that you really care about that is trans or you want to be a good ally to the trans community. So these moments are for you and they're all about how uh, you can best support the trans friends and loved ones in your life. So for today's ally moment, uh-huh. we are going to talk about how you all as allies can participate in supporting the trans people in your life in their self-care. Yeah. So, um, you know, participating in and supporting the self-care of trans folks um, doesn't necessarily look like saying, hey, you look really stressed. You need to go do X, Y, and Z, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, instead, uh, maybe something to uh, different way to approach that um, could be checking in with folks on a regular basis, right? Um, Sam did this for me a lot during the election because <laughs> I was working nonstop and he was amazing in that every time he saw me, he would just be like, have you eaten today? And if I had not, he would be like, okay, I'm going to get you some food. We're just going to sit and eat for a minute. Everything can wait for two minutes, you know? Yes. It was very helpful. You are shockingly bad at eating. I am really bad at eating. Yeah. That's uh, not good. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, just checking in, like, hey, are you taking care of yourself? Like, what yes. are you doing to take care of yourself? I know you're in the middle of a stressful thing right now. Exactly. And if the answer is, I don't have time to take care of myself, then that's, like, a that's another potentially supportive way. Like, you, yeah. an empathetic statement around that. Like, yep. yeah, it sounds like you are super maxed right now. Right. Um. I could see why that feels really overwhelming. Right. And, and possibly like uh, for new parents, you know, this is a thing like perhaps one of the responses can be, would it be helpful if I create a meal train for you? Right. Where for a couple of weeks you won't have to worry about dinner or, you know, whatever those things could be. It's okay to offer um, in an empathetic way. Yeah. Right. Hey, just so you know, I'm going to come over to your house and I'm going to watch that baby and you can go do Literally whatever you want. Right. Go or take a shower. Go take a nap. Go, yeah. Whatever. You could go for a walk. Yep. You could go to dinner. Go have a drink. Partner. <laughs> whatever yes. you need to do. Yeah. Um, just I'm going to be there at six o'clock on Saturday. Yeah. So, so just that's prepare happening. for me. Um, that kind of thing. Like yeah. that is that is one. Those are those are some ways that you can kind of check in and be supportive. Yeah. Um, there's also like when there are times when there's something really big happening. Uh-huh. Um you can support trans folks by things like, like right now I'm really into uh, foot reflexology. Nice. So it's wicked cheap. Yeah. Um, much cheaper than like a, a full body massage or whatever, mm-hmm. but it's, you know, for 20 bucks, you can get your feet massage for half an hour. Awesome. Um, and that is like super relaxing. So is it a like, Hey, let's go do this together and I'll buy. Yeah. Or, Hey, I got you a gift certificate for this. Totally. Um, or uh, let's go for a walk or yeah. let's go for a bike ride or let me buy you a drink and let's sit for half an hour. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever that could look like. Hey, I'm making dinner. Yeah. Come over yes. and have dinner with me. Or let or, me drop some off. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Or I made dinner and I'm bringing it to you so yes. that you can't say no to me. You, and I, <laughs> you don't even have to take off your sweatpants. <laughs> and you um, have to eat. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> And then every year I see on like around Trans Day of Remembrance, people are like, it's T-Door. That means buy trans people a pizza day. Um, and and I think that, you know, if you are like if you're friends with a person who's trans and you want to just sort of show up in a way that shows that you love them, yeah. um, whatever that looks like, yep. especially when there are big things happening that, you know, might have 
uh, emotional impact on them. Like yeah. I don't, I don't know a single trans person who, when that memo was leaked, oh, man, didn't feel a pretty significant impact from that. Yeah, feeling like a, a strong amount of fear. Like yeah. even if they were publicly looking fine, like right. just I think privately we were all pretty terrified and thinking Absolutely. like how do I like how do I keep myself safe? Yeah. And sometimes having somebody else come alongside and say, like, hey, you don't even have to talk if you don't want to. Right. So we just let's just go for a walk. Yep. Let's go to a movie together. Exactly. Uh let's let's go see something really stupid and funny <laughs> that is completely unnecessary. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> just it's one way that um you can show up as a like a really strong support. Yeah, and it it just, you know, you know those things for the people in your life that is meaningful to them, right? Um uh Mary and Kate, two folks that are good friends and that Sam and I both know, uh they have a habit of dropping off uh pho at my house or mm. Mary will come over and be like, I'm going to scoop you and we're going to a movie and I brought our favorite candy, black licorice, you know, mm. like, which no one else will eat with us, but you know, like whatever those things are, um, those make a huge difference. Right. And doing sort of those just like very clearly, uh, personal sort of intimate gestures that yeah. really mean something to someone that don't have to be huge. Yeah. You know, it can be really small and be really meaningful. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I had a I have a friend at work who knows that I love hot tamales. Oh, and I was having like a crappy week. I, uh, I do not even remember why. And she's like, there's not a lot I can do. Like, I can't really help it. I got you these. And uh, like, apparently she had dragged her husband to the store <laughs> the night before and was like, I need to get Sam hot tamales. And he was like, we're on a date. I love it. That's but awesome. she like took the time and it, uh, it was super meaningful. Yeah. Not because I needed hot tamales, but yeah. because it was mean it meant something to me about her yes. care for me exactly yeah so uh so support your trans friends yep in their self-care uh and just find ways to show up that are meaningful absolutely it's time for closing credits this podcast is hosted and produced by me michael soto and me sam garman thank you for listening uh, make sure that you hit subscribe so you don't miss out on any new episodes. Our music is by Skylar Kurgle. Check him out at SkylarKurgle.com where you can see what he's up to and link to all his social. We want to hear from you. You can connect with us on TransformPod.com or on Facebook at TransformPod. We appreciate your questions and feedback. Email us at TransformPod at gmail.com. We really encourage your thoughtful and positive feedback. If you disagree with us, that's fine, but we will not engage in any name-calling or dehumanizing talk, so please just don't do it. Thanks for going beyond the transition with us. Please tell me a story.